In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I'm going to begin in just a little bit of a different way. Uh, at 9 o'clock, at our family service at 9, we have a, a summation of the adult sermon, and then we have a little homily for the children. And maybe some of you have been there and know what that's all about. Uh, Father Wismer is the pro. Father Wismer gives the best children's homilies ever. And so when he's not here, Father Bates and I think, oh gosh, we try to do the best job we can. So I had this brilliant idea, okay, this morning. And so got the we get the kids to come up and all of this, and I got one child to hold up this sign. Hard, worn path, okay? And had another child hold up this one. Rocky ground. You with me? I bet you have no idea where this is going. Uh, another child, weeds. Remember how some of the seed fell amongst weeds? This is the point. This is supposed to be fertile ground, right? Fertile, F-E-R-T-I-L-E. -E. It fell on fertile ground. Uh, spell check doesn't do everything. I'm just really thankful that my wife Jane is not here. Jane can spot a misspell word a hundred miles. Well, no, a hundred. Yeah, a hundred miles. That's okay. Anyway, she would have. She would have. But I didn't do it. I didn't make the sign. I didn't even notice it. Uh, but that's how the nine o'clock um, homily went. Rick, did you know? Where's Rick? Did he leave? Did he? Where is Rick? Oh boy. <laughs> I've got a good old Rick. He took a break. That, re that reminds me, oh gosh, I've got to tell another story. Once years ago, once years ago when I was the rector at St. Mark's in Beaumont, we had these four great ushers. I mean, we had a lot of good ushers, but this one team of four men, and they had my sermons timed down to the minute, like, you know, 13 or 14 minutes. So once the sermon started, they ran into the parish hall and got like a half cup of coffee and sipped on the coffee and visited a minute and they were back in the narthex right in time for the offertory sentences. Well, I knew that they did that, so one time I preached a sermon much shorter, gave the offertory sentences, and nothing happened. And I had to dispatch someone to go find the ushers. And uh, they were quite embarrassed and all of that, but we had a little fun with that. Well. Tell Rick that he's missed a good sermon, okay? Yeah. <laughs> to get serious. To get serious. To say something. To say something is to do something. I love you. I hate you. I'm afraid. Who knows what such words will do when spoken? Whatever it is, it can never be undone. Something that lays hidden in the heart, that's been hidden in the heart, when it's spoken, is now released through speech into time. It's given substance. 
It's tossed like a stone into the pool of history where the concentric rings lap out endlessly. Words are power. Words are power. A kind word, a word spoken in love can sustain us, can lift us when we are weary or discouraged. A word spoken in anger, a cutting, sarcastic word can wound us deeply, can change our perspective, can zap us of our emotional and physical energy. So in the biblical view of things, the power of words is rooted in who God is. In scripture, the word of God is a creative, reorienting reality. In other words, when God speaks, things happen and people do well to listen. God's word is is less a message and more of an event. So throughout all of Hebrew scripture, God speaks. God communicates himself by what God does. God has spoken in various ways at various times through floods, fire, earthquake, uh, clouds, through prophets like Amos or Jeremiah or Isaiah, or through people like Abraham or Moses and David. God communicates through events as well. Events which God always initiates, which God brings into being. Like, Like the event of Jesus Christ, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. Jesus is God's ultimate word to humanity. Jesus is God's ultimate word to humanity. And so it is that now God speaks in and through the person of Jesus. And so when Jesus speaks, We do well to listen. Just before the gospel reading for today, just before the parable of the sore, Jesus had been wounded, if you will. The Pharisees have just accused him of being in partnership with Satan. Partnership with Satan, they accused Jesus of. Those words have to have hurt, have to have been disappointing, even to Jesus. And so it is with that in mind that Jesus speaks, that Jesus teaches this parable of the, of the sword uh, about God's word coming out and spreading all over the world. And those who are able to hear it, receive it, and those who are not, who don't. And we do well to listen. 
the creative, the, the liberating and saving word of God is, is showered upon the world as liberally and generously as ski, seed is scattered upon the ground. Not, not in neatly plowed and furrowed rows, but on all kinds of ground without distinction. On hard worn paths where it can easily be seen and eaten by the birds. On rocky ground where there's not enough soil to, to send down roots for water and nutrients necessary for life. Some, some of it, some of God's word, God's seed uh, falls amongst the weeds which group up quickly and choke out this more fruitful plant. And some of it thanks be to God, falls on fertile ground, which in spite of all the obstacles, thankfully does exist. And against all odds, allows for God's word to take deep root and actually yield the fruit for which it was intended. You know that story, you know that story very well. But one aspect of that story that you might not have thought of is that the odds, the odds are one out of four. If you listen to the parable, the odds are one out of four, 25% that God's word will take root and grow. That God's word will yield the fruit for which it was intended among us. us. The, the outstanding thing is that every once in a while God succeeds in making some of us into doers of the word and not hearers only. Doers of the word and not hearers only. Do, do you understand in spite of all that hinders God's intentions, some of us right here even now, are even now being made, being transformed into God's people who, who allow God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's love and compassion to radiate through us, through his church, into the community and into the world at large. My prayer for each of us this day is that every one of us either are or become one of God's successes. My prayer is that we become each of us fertile ground for the seed of God's kingdom. My prayer is that we be the means whereby God's word accomplishes that for which God purposed it and prosper in the things for which it was sent. Amen.